here we go. And I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for your new episode of the Gentleman Overlords. I'm Andrew. <laughs> yeah, I'm Max. <laughs> Yeah, I'm Robert. And let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> this is very on theme for the movie we're talking about. We're all, yeah, we all watched all our sports movies for this week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hey, to find out if we uh, if we all watched our sports movies, I got like milk voice going on. Um, <coughs> well, I only drank all that milk right before the <coughs> intro. Anyways, now that we've now that I've cleared my throat for the first time ever. Let's hear some of those movies we've seen. Don't you forget about me. Look my way, girl. Something breakfast. Movies we've seen. Robert? Lead us off. Lead us off. I mean, we're talking about sports movies, right? Lead us off. First at bat, uh, you are number one in the batting order. Let's hear what movies you've seen. I'm, I'm even looking at my list and like, can I tie this into sports somehow, even though this is not, this came from nowhere. Here it comes. Here it comes. I can't, really. Uh, but I did watch An American Werewolf in London. I watched it with commentary by the two lead actors, um, which I'd never done before, and I quite enjoyed it. Is this? Uh, you look befuddled, Max. Is this the one that's kind of troublesome with some, uh, like, deaths that happen in it? No, but you are thinking of the director, John Landis, who, okay. in his segment for the Twilight Zone movie, did get a an actor and two children killed in a helicopter crash okay. because of his insistence on a certain stunt going one way or the other. Uh, Robert, not great by all Robert, accounts. You not... often think about his son, Max Landis, cause you're a big and fan Max of... Landis. Who's like a big hero of mine. Yeah, I'm like, hell yeah. It, you love his shit rocks. Yeah. Uh, he's a fucking hack and he's, it's the, the, an actual, uh, one of the reasons that like, that is a Nepo baby that shouldn't, we can just, we don't have to worry about that. That should go away. Uh, but American Werewolf in London is, I mean, it's one of my favorite horror movies. I might even be defending that case on an upcoming podcast appearance. We'll see. Uh, but I, I really love it, and I'd never watched it with the commentary before. Um, it was really fun. It's um, also maybe my favorite uh, Warren Zevin song, also. You know what? That's so funny that you mentioned that. Is Andrew. it? Is it? It's in my top ten. They... They approached Warren Zevon about Werewolves of London, and this is this is by the actor claiming that the director or whoever was in the process of trying to, uh, you know, appropriate that or you know use that for the the movie said, Zevon said he didn't want that to be in the movie because he believes werewolves are real, 
They didn't want the movie to be like making fun of the fact that it's like not a real thing. It's in a movie. Wow. It is. I mean, it is That's, a real... so this is like, this is the telephone game. So don't this, this you know, I, I can't, I'm not trying to tell tales out of school. Don't but quote Robert when you tweet or X. Don't quote uh, me Warren when I'm Zivon. quoting uh, one of the actors from the movie who's yeah. quoting someone else. But uh, I did think that was a very funny detail. And I'm glad and you mentioned that. Uh, I true, I truly though. I mean, I I keep. I'm just kind of joking around, but I I truly love the movie. I think it's a very special horror movie. Uh, I think it's very trippy in the way that like he, uh, David Kessler, the main character, is hallucinating at leading up to his transformation. Uh, there, there, it, it leads to so many cool like scenes of like him in the hospital bed in the forest, or his family getting killed by like Nazi werewolf soldiers. It's just like the craziest shit in that movie. Um, a very quick romance. That is a, a bit of a silly thing of like, they're both like, I love you like immediately. Um, and the first time he transforms though, like, and is stalking around London and, and just kills multiple people is so, so good. And they even just show the, the little bit of him in the subway, like climbing into frame. And it is such a great, I don't know what it was like a, a big prop, you know, moving forward, like on, you know, mechanics or whatever it was. It's, it's, uh, it's something else. Highly recommended. If, if for some reason you haven't actually, uh, indulged yet do so. Was there a sequel in Paris or something like that? There is, is an American werewolf in Paris, something I've seen a lot less. I, maybe I should revisit it, but it, it's inferior to me. And I do think that was something else in commentary where they were like, there were only so many permits for actors to, to be there on a work visa or something. Mm-hmm. And, Landis was basically threatening, like, if you don't get, if we, if you don't give the people we need in the cast, like, permits, like, we'll go to Paris. I'll make a call, uh, an American werewolf in Paris, and we'll just do it uh, underneath the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> he was just, like, trying to say, like, he'll just go somewhere else. Uh-huh. So, whether that's true or not, I couldn't say, but. We will um, toss your fish and chips into the water and <laughs> joyfully eat baguettes. Mm-hmm. Um, I rewatched Coco, the Pixar masterpiece oh i thought you meant the, um, the monkey who remembered that uh robin williams died yeah i watched <laughs> that <monkey>. movie um <laughs> it's not a movie oh no, i watched coco you fool uh and it's it's still amazing i i love it it's probably my top pixar it is such a special story mm-hmm. it's very it feels very unique um it's your top pixar of all of them? Of all no, the no, 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 no. It's in my top Pixar, but I also feel like oh. that's like a, a undulating sort of thing for me. Um, Is that also no, including but, Pixar short? Oh boy, yeah. The Pixar short where there's like the Happy Mill toys is like my top Pixar thing of everything. And then uh, Toy Stories and stuff like that. Ah, Party Source um, Rex is pretty good, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not, I mean, yes, they are. Don't, Andrew, don't get me started. Um... <laughs> I love Coco, and it's also just like a weird thing of. Sounds it's like interesting me, to call it like Coco. Picking my favorite puffs, I love Coco too. <laughs> to have the the movie named after a character that is not in it is referenced yeah. a lot, but isn't isn't in it a ton, and it just to me makes it like hits so much harder that it all it all ties up with that person. And that, it's, that uh, fucking song at the end is. also like such great original songs because it feels like for me at least there are some bangers in in current disney movies but 
your let it goes and whatnot. But like, I want to say I went, I went back and, and was rewatching stuff about, um, from beauty and the beast. Every fucking song in that movie is so good. You're talking about the, and li- so in, you're talking and about so the live in, action one, right? Of course. Stop I, it. Of course stop I it. Stop yeah. it. Andrew. We don't need it. <laughs> it, it, it's just like, and it's just like funny, weird, like, oh, it's, it's bell walking through the town. That's a song. Gaston's boasting. That's a song. Uh, you know, it, it, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna give her food. She barely eats anything. That's a song. It's all just like, but they're all just amazing, and it really feels like we kind of like left that era. So I'm glad to see at least that it's alive and well with Coco, where it feels like everything they play in that movie is on point. I love it, and I'm not saying that there aren't Disney movies that have a high hit ratio in their songs, but I don't know. There was a there's a golden age. For me, at least. Mm. So I'm happy that Goko moves above Pixar and the rest. Also, it's Pixar, not necessarily Disney, but you know what I mean. Um, rewatched uh, Field of Dreams, Kevin Costner. I've been guys, there. Have you guys seen that? You've been to the Field of Dreams? What are you, what are you talking about? It's in, uh, <laughs> it's in Dyersville, Iowa. I've been there. I've walked the field. I've walked into the the corn. You and Ron and DeSantis back out have of it. Uh, shared the same field. That's Interesting. right. Yeah, it was a good movie, and I watched the movie before I went. And uh, like James Earl Jones is not. Rem- I mean, people who have seen it probably remember James Earl Jones kicks ass in it. But like, mm-hmm. it, it's all it's a Kevin Costner movie. But James Earl Jones is it is is way in it, and he kicks ass. <laughs> It also has the um, I I'm forgetting the actor's name, but she's she's really great. She's the she's like Uncle Buck's like girlfriend in Uncle Buck, and there's like the misunderstanding. She's like a redhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like very fiery. Um, she's really great, huge... but like I think that was the same year. I want to say I think like that and Field of Dreams. I was like, damn, two huge fucking movies for her. Like that was she's awesome. Um, yeah, really great. It was fun to revisit. Um, it's obviously like you know it's like it's a weird kind of it's kind of spiritual it's sci-fi it's 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 and it's one of what like four i feel like he's done like at least three or four baseball movies kevin costner um or at least clearly, sports movies right like he I mean, he's top, been in like sports movies his... but i think specifically even baseball i think he's done like a, at least a few has he really yeah i believe so for the love of the game i think is another one mm-hmm. and then okay. um Angels in the Outfield. Angel in the Outfield. Waterworld. I think he throws a baseball at one point. <laughs> uh, the Postman. I think he's delivering a baseball glove to the yeah. kid or something. The, the Post Game Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's like hot dog. Get your and they're like old. They're like old, and it's just like yeah. ash, ash hot dogs. Gabby, I carried these all the way from the West Coast. Gabby Hoffman is the actor, by the way. Gabby Hoffman. Thank you so uh, much. Dustin's daughter. I will. I'll clip along. I I also rewatched RoboCop two, which is uh. I like RoboCop two, but it's not something I re- I I revisit as What's much. What's wrong as. with it? Uh, your move again, creep. Hello, <laughs> I'm joining the call now. What's wrong with my movie? Oh, RoboCop. Uh, nothing. Nothing, sir. I'm everything's fine. I'm putting my I'm putting my finger guns down. What are you guys talking oh. about? Uh, we were talking about Field of Dreams. What movie did you guys watch this week? Uh, God, I don't even remember. Walk Hard. It's like you when you stamp on the ground. That Walk sounds hard. familiar. Anyways, yeah. I gotta go. Gotta go bust some creeps. 
Okay, bye. Bye. Shoot, shoot someone's dick off. Bye. That's um, a RoboCop. I mean, that I was really impressed that, that was really RoboCop, RoboCop came yeah. in. That showed up. Um, RoboCop 2 is great. Not It cannot reach the heights of the original. How about um, those Mariners? I love I, the Mariners are doing great. You're back? What happened? <laughs> I went to the game. <laughs> how, about how, that, how, you, how about that Julio Rodriguez? Yeah, he's great. Okay. Why don't you like a? You should have like a. I was gonna say, <laughs> arrested the opposing team, but maybe that's too far. <laughs> I don't know if, I don't Good idea. Good that. idea, Robert. I'll do that now. No, no, Gotta wait. Go. Hold on. I don't think this is being recorded. Uh, okay. Robocop two. I watched it. It was good. How does it compare to the remake? Like, where would you put the remake's not great. Uh, there's some like cool body horror stuff in the remake where like it shows him with the armor off and it's like his lungs floating in this crap with the, just like the part of the arm and stuff. And it's is, like, Oh, that's crazy. But is three not the good. one with the big, like shitty looking robot. The like number two is the, there's like a cult leader kind of guy who also has like a little kid working for him, which is like a part of it where like Robocop can't shoot a kid, but he's like able to shoot Robocop cause he's a little piece of shit. Um, uh, but this guy is like becomes addicted to a drug called nuke. And then they, the scientist lady is like, well, cops uh, reject the RoboCop program because they're so lawful that like their brains go crazy trying to process everything. So we need like a monster, like a serial killer that we can just like hem in with programs and then like, then they'll kill, you know, they'll want to kill, but in our limits. Mm, um, brilliant, brilliant time. idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what a different time um and well, so he's a, he's it. a drug addicted robot with that occasionally has the guy's uh head appear on his on his chest like on a it's like a computer screen like oh and uh fun to revisit not as good as the original um and then i think actually yeah i think that's actually about what i've watched Max, what i want to talk about what, about what i've watched Max? Um, I did a little triple feature, uh, the, I watched a movie called Prey. Before that, I watched a movie called Eat. And after that, I watched a movie called Love. Uh, the only part of that that's true is Prey. Uh, I watched the, uh, the new Predator Pray movie. Love. Oh, nice. You hadn't seen that yet? I had not. Um, I, for some reason, I think of Predator as like a, a horror movie but it's not it's just a action movie i don't know why i get those swapped around um, it's not really horror there's horror elements they're being stalked it's like a haunted it's like a they're being stalked in the through the jungle barely i mean yeah th there's some okay. elements but <laughs> i don't know it doesn't feel too much like i think horror. it's like a sci-fi horror i don't think it's like super horrific but it's i don't know yeah maybe there are some horrible parts to it but uh <laughs> <laughs> the fuck <laughs> i guess all i'm saying is i feel like you do, you don't have to wait till uh october to watch it or anything like that it's more action oh, sure. than it is horror that's an every morning movie every morning every single morning just that you can put it on no matter what i thought it was i thought it was pretty good um i thought it was fun i'm glad that the dog survives <laughs> Whoa! Man, spoiler very alert! It's very wow! Important. You may you may have convinced me to watch the movie by saying that. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I think I remember it surviving. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> just the predator like rips it apart like halfway through the movie. Yeah. I mean, I'll talk to you take after that, the podcast. Take that, Andrew. Uh, yeah, I thought it was it was pretty fun. There's like there's some weirdness to it. Um, yeah, there's like a weird alien. I think. Yeah, very strange. No, like, like the the hatchets with the um, the strings on them and stuff like that. Hey, that's classic <laughs> Mortal Kombat, baby. I think that's like a total. It's, just, it's funny. It's so silly that that it happens, but uh, all good. Yeah, I enjoyed. I mean, it. They show it immediately, and then it's just like to me, it's just like, all right, this is badass. I'm cool with that happening. So, and then like, yeah, she's like instantly proficient, and then hardly ever uses it in the, <laughs> for the rest of the movie. It's just. It seems like it's so you can put it in a, a video game or like sell toys. It's a or finisher, something. Max. Yeah, it's not right. a it's not a down B attack. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Prey Prey's pretty good, uh, and it's got the like the main actress from, or it's, the main actress is from uh, Legion. She was in there, and I enjoyed Legion, so I was like, yeah, I'll give this a shot. I heard nothing but good things. I thought it was pretty good. I did. I. I like maybe it was too hyped, but uh, I still enjoyed it. I, I think, yeah. Take take your pick. You can watch. it. I think of the pre- of the movies that feature predators, I think it's up there. Oh yeah, that's a good like call. I think there's that's other entries call. that are definitely not mm-hmm. as also not Max. As good. I do appreciate you giving the choice of take your pick to watch it or don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, you get to take your pick of those yeah. two things. Max yeah. says, "Eat, pray, like." <laughs> good review. Uh, now this movie I didn't like quite as much, but it had some interesting parts to it. I watched The Hobbit, and when I say movie, I mean movie. The Ralph it was a single one? movie. It was the animated one. Yeah, the like uh, the Leonard Nimoy singing yeah, version of the, the Hobbit. That's the one. Yeah, I suppose. I, did, I guess I didn't realize it was uh, Leonard Nimoy. The the music I gotta say was not the highlight of that movie. And mm-hmm. uh, so if that was Nimoy singing, I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, it didn't really grab me. I, so I had to watch it in two sittings because I was falling asleep. It was really like, it's got a slow pace to it. Um, it's got some interesting visuals. I think that's the best part of it, the visuals. And uh, I enjoyed the scene with Gollum. Even, he's way different than, um, than he is in the other, uh, in the movies, in the live action movies. But uh, but I thought they did a pretty good job with him. He's got a lot of carryover. Have you seen it? These have you have you two seen this movie? Yeah, but it's been a long time since Same. I sat and watched the whole thing all the Same. way through. Yeah. It was it's more of like a I am aware of its clips and I've seen it all the way through before. I'm just kind of like, yeah, I, I'm good. I'm good on that. Yeah, I kind of like I made sure to remove it from my watch list because by by the time I got to the <laughs> end of it, I was like, have I watched this already? Have I already like you don't want to accidentally watch and... it again? I do. I don't. double thumb downs on it. <laughs> It's. I mean, it's not that bad, but it's like I know. But it, I, it's I put not in like enough a, to, for this one. Not the kind of movie I'm just gonna like throw on and be like, hell yeah! yeah. It not. looks cool, and I wish more animation would like uh, would vary its style, where you have like certain uh, certain looks to things, mm-hmm. right? You've got an anime look, and then you've got the Pixar look, and then you got a Disney look, and then you know, like a lot of things fit within those descriptions. And this one is kind of just weird. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I I really appreciate that. I wish it was more exciting. Uh, also, like they put together this group of what thir- fourteen, so it's not thirteen, 
Gandalf is the 15th who like swings in and does absolutely everything. Like every time they get into a scrape, mm-hmm. Gandalf's come Gandalf comes in and just says like, all right, let me get you out of this. Sure. Uh, but he makes a big deal about like Bilbo being the, the guy who's going to do all that. And Bilbo does a bit, but it's just kind of crazy how often with the 14 of them, they have to rely on, on uh, Gandalf. Yeah, but they need their thief and uh, Bilbo needs to be, Gandalf gets him there, and then Bilbo does the rest. There are well, I, I, part of the rest. To your point, there are many superfluous dwarves in the story, yeah, and like for too, sure. too many, if you ask me. Yeah, they could I use a saying... love triangle, though. I think it's <laughs> yeah, something yeah, they is, should add to that. Yeah. Spice it up. I think so. I, I think it's more than uh, more than a triangle if you have th- thirteen of them. I'm just saying. I they, just mean that if they were to invent a elven character and then like introduce it just for like a you know like an adaptation of the of the story. Oh. I yeah, I think that would be cool. And like cast Perfect, it with like yeah. cast it with like an anti-vaxer just to like make it more complicated for me to watch. And I was like, she specifically said like, don't do a love triangle thing, and they were like, we're gonna do it. <laughs> ah, come on. Lovely. Uh, I also watched a movie called Fantastic Planet, another animated one, another hey, very, that's great. very slow one that I had to watch into sections because I, like, I like that one though. I think that's a really, I think that's it's cool. It's got some interesting parts to it but uh it was another one that i uh took out of the watch list once i finished watching it um yeah it's it's got some weird sound design weird decisions in in terms of that um it's nice how they do like they're creating this alien planet so there are a lot of things that just seem weird and then there are other things like when when it does kind of seem very similar where it's like oh this is just this is just Earth. Then it feels weird at that point, right? That like it just isn't sure. Strange. But I mean, I think there's always going to be a little. I think it helps to ground it in some ways and make some familiarity mm-hmm. come mm-hmm. cut through. Especially if like you have like humanoid characters, it makes sense that there'd be some crossover. But I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, and it's a, a French movie, all French subtitles, and uh, I think it got the PG rating because. Um, like in in France, full frontal is really not a big deal. So like, mm-hmm. uh, where did you say know. this was? Uh, just for <laughs> reference, <laughs> it's just kind of weird. I, I paused it and saw the PG up there. I was like, wait, what? I'm looking at Dick right now. This is weird. Um, My remind me of our main movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I I appreciate it. I appreciate I, it. I didn't know Walker uh, we'll talk French about it later. Fantastic penis. <laughs> I watched another movie, The Umbrellas of something or other it's another french one. what <laughs> andrew writes these down what if it's uh, called okay. that the umbrellas of something or other. the umbrellas of academy uh it was on netflix or something sherborg uh, the umbrellas of corporation it, the umbrellas so you, of sherborg sherborg so it's spelled uh, I, I got, i'll share, look it up i'll look it up share and then borg with a u in it share and then yeah when when share gets assimilated uh, this movie I only watched half of, though, um, and I feel like I might have... Okay, so only write half the title, part. Andrew? <laughs> That's what the I was going for. The Umbrellas of Just Cher. The Umbrellas of Cher. <laughs> um, it is a full-on musical, and by full-on, I mean, like, nothing is spoken, and uh, I couldn't do it. I, it got to a certain point where I was just like, you gotta stop, because um, it... 
it seems like it was written as a regular musical that would have musical numbers and then in between you would have people talking but then at a certain point they decided to just switch it up so all of that was also sung but it doesn't rhyme and it doesn't have any like it doesn't go with the music very well um and i found it a little bit unnerving i'm i may get back to it and like finish it up because like watch some it's like a boardwalk empire thing where like you'll finish the other half of it in like three months (laughs) <laughs> got him got him um yes that's what i'll do uh i've watched some other musicals by this person. I've, I've talked about them before one of them had um one of the grace kelly gene kelly one of those guys uh so megan, it's a musical megan by kelly. The, megan kelly yeah there you go machine gun kelly machine gun kelly. Uh, <laughs> kelly yeah, yeah and one of one of those interchangeable people <laughs> But uh, this one didn't really catch me, just I think mainly because it was sung 100% mm-hmm. of the time, and I don't think that's necessary when you just have someone coming in saying, hello, hi, how's it going? Uh, I'm here to drop off a package, goodbye. And like none of it rhymes, but all of it is sung. Don't do it. That my, that's my suggestion. But today I just watched a movie called Rye Lane, which is a British movie uh, about a guy who's kind of like just gotten out gotten out of a relationship three months ago and is still stuck on it and then runs into uh, this girl who helps him get kind of beyond it a bit and they go out on some adventures and start falling in love, a little rom-com. It was cute. It has Colin Firth in it at a certain point um, because they were trying to get that like rom-com passing the torch. Uh Uh, He works at a place called Oh gosh, what is it? Ooh, never mind. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna remember it. So it's gu- love guacchuli is what it was called. Yeah, <laughs> and he's serving some burritos. So check it out, everybody. That's that's the movies that I've seen. How about you, Andrew? Uh, in sort of inspired by our movie this week, I watched the Pineapple Express. <clears throat> Pineapple Express, which. Uh, has not aged as well as our main movie, I would say, in certain mm. respects. I, the humor of it has not aged for me very well. It's also, you know, like, having one of the main stars be kind of a uh, noted shithead is kind of hard to watch with uh, Seth Rogen, obviously. Um, no, uh, Franco is a fucking dipshit. Um, so there are funny parts to it. Like, genuinely, the part where Seth Rogen... Spider-Man jumps onto Gary Cole is like still it makes me laugh so much watching it happen the like rear up and then he's like full on like just Spider-Man jumps off of a off of one <laughs> level onto him it's so funny um the runner of Danny McBride being shot and you think left for dead but just comes back like just a little bit worse for wear is also very funny mm-hmm. um so there's there are funny parts to it but yeah, it has not. I don't think it's aged very well, unfortunately. Sure. Um, a movie, another movie I did watch that I liked way more this time than the first time I saw it, which was *The World's End*. The mm. uh, Simon Pegg. Oh uh, yeah. Fuck. I so like I saw it in theaters when it came out, and that's probably the last time I'd seen it until this most recent watch, and I fucking loved it this time. I, it's like it was. It's great. 
it's so funny. It's like really interesting and just like the the whole like story of this like guy who can't let go of his past, but then like and like I love that it takes a full 40 minutes because you kind of, you know, it sets up that like, ooh, this town's kind of weird vibe of hot fuzz where you're like you know something's going on in the town and they're kind of setting up this like thing of like playing with that where it's like the town's weird and as it turns out at 40 minutes i don't want to give away in case people haven't seen it but like the big twist and once that twist happens it fucking goes bananas and the movie is Mm -hmm. just insane from that point forward but yeah i thought it was fucking great i loved it so much more this time i i also think it's like nice a little subversion of like Nick Frost is not the fuck up yeah, this time. Yeah. And Simon Pegg's character is. And um, the supporting cast is really fun. And it's a very creative sort of sci-fi movie. And yeah, I feel like I feel like it's just something that is better on rewatches where you you make the connections. Also, like, I don't know if you've ever gone through and like the connections to the names of the bar versus like what's happening sort yeah. of at the time of the yeah. movie. Like, that's good stuff. Like. That's 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 the Edgar Wright you want, um, and I think it's a a fitting uh, cap to that trilogy. Yeah. So yeah, thought it was excellent. I just enjoyed it so much this watch through. I think like I when I first saw it, I was like, yeah, I like it, but it's probably not even my favorite of the Cornetto trilogy. And I ended up like at the end of the movie when the credits were rolling, I was like, honestly, that might be one of my favorite movies. Just wow. period. So I wow. I have I, totally turned a corner on that movie. It is. It, it's also just like it's so close for me. Where like I think I like it slightly less than Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz, but it's it is. It's not by much. Yeah. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't care if someone was like, I want. I've never seen those. I'd be like, let's watch them all right now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there's just, not a bad one amongst it. them. So it's, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyways, that'll do it for movies that I've seen. So let's talk about some TV shows we've seen. TV shows we've seen. We've seen. <laughs> Robert, what have you seen other than My Adventures of Superman? Uh, oh, you. <laughs> um, you know, the only one I want to really talk about is How To with John Wilson on HBO. It is ending uh, this Friday, I believe, will be the final episode of the entire show. It's the final episode of season three season or series finale. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes me quite sad because I think it is a, a beautiful show. Uh, I think he captures in his footage and then puts alongside interviews and, you know, his own musings. Um, it just makes a, it, it really just is a, um, special sort of, uh, show special production i i hope he'll keep doing what he's doing uh and putting out in the world somehow because it's a shame to lose it and um i will highlight this this whole season has been amazing uh but a recent episode episode four how to watch the game that's uh episode four season three it's about baseball it starts out about baseball and kind of like how do you engage with your friends who like sports and how do you kind of throw yourself into a fandom that, you know, that feels like they're speaking another language and you just want to be part of it. And I felt that way about like, you know, wrestling, for example, like drew, you're a big fan. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm, I enjoy it, but I'm not steeped in it. 
and and I can appreciate it and I and I'll put myself out there for it, but it's just not it hasn't just like clicked the exact same way. But it, it's and 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 not quite the way John Wilson is, where he feels completely out of the loop. Like I can be in a room with people and enjoy wrestling. He's definitely coming from more of like I need to adjust myself to be like, oh, how do I make myself kind of like this and you know enjoy it with other people? And it quickly becomes something else in the episode. I don't want to say too much, but. At one point, he takes his vacuum in to get repaired. A guy's talking about how the newer vacuums suck and there's a money sink and, you know, the old ones used to be better. And he trots out this cool old vacuum. It's a sphere and the exhaust came out the bottom so it would hover over the carpet. And he says, oh, yeah, these guys get together every once in a while and they have like a, you know, like a hotel and they do, you know, they all show each other their own, their vacuums that they collect. So he goes to it and it's just this like, crazy it's just these people who all have tons of vacuums and he kind of asks them why they like them and they're showing them off and they do little contests and then they have each other each other over for uh you know like a barbecue and like a pizza party and it just i was <laughs> it was emotionally wrecked by yeah, the end yeah and it is I can't I can't fully explain why, but it just it just goes places you're not expecting. And I, I it's it the world will be uh, will be a little dimmer when that show is no longer on the air. And I, I hope at least it stays on the fucking app that you can go on HBO and still or at Max and still watch it. But um, it's uh, it's something else. Watch that episode. Watch the whole show. It's so, so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the TV I've seen. Max, what about you? So, so you're kind of saying that it, it became a good episode when it stopped talking about baseball. I get that. It yeah. wasn't. No. <laughs> I, I watched oh, that. I mean, I'm like, a because like, I'm not a huge sports guy, but I will. I love going to like see live sports. And I think that's really fun. I love baseball, but it's not. It's also not like if I was with a bunch of people who were talking about all the stats, I would be completely behind. Um. So it 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 it, it goes places it, uh, like a lot of episodes of his. It starts in one place and ends in another. But uh, it's 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 really special. I was just trying to dig, make a dig at uh, at baseball. You simply <laughs> couldn't. America's sport? I don't think yeah. so. Uh, Not in this yeah, house. It's just but... way way too interesting for anyone to, to rag on it. Uh, I watched Silo from on Apple TV, which is a story about people stuck in a silo in the ground and like it's been around for so long that they don't know like what's outside. They know that it's dangerous out there. They've got a, a video that like shows like what's happening out there. That, and then there are some rumors that like <clears throat> that it's not showing what's actually out there. And there's all this stuff that comes up and all of the information is hidden and there are there's like law enforcement that is different di- different types of law enforcement so there's like the the sheriffs that you kind of follow and then the like CIA types called judicial and like common is the main judicial guy and uh and uh, it's it's pretty fun there's there are some parts where like they they've done world building the set design is great. Kind of reminds me of Star Wars quite a bit. Uh, even though, like, you can tell they're reusing the same set over and over again because, like, everyone has the same room with a couple different colors. And, 
like the whole um like the silo is so big that it's supposed to be like it takes a couple like a day or so to get from the top to the bottom they also don't don't have elevators or anything so you have to walk but uh like it every set on the like there's like a, a stairway in the middle a spiral staircase that goes up and so like every single floor is the same thing so you can just shoot you know the same shot on on a different uh floor um but it's pretty interesting if you can like ignore all the like well that doesn't make any sense uh it's just kind of interesting they string you along a bit kind of like give you hints and then change it up later and all of that so that's kind of intriguing there's only one season of it so far but enjoyed that i also watched um after party season two uh up to the current episode and i'm enjoying that i don't know who done it i got my suspicions but yeah maggie simpson wait (laughs) It's a funny comedy and they like kind of switch up styles in each episode and they got a, a good cast working on it. So um that's been fun. I watched one episode of The Warrior, which is like a kung fu action movie that's kind of based on the writings of Bruce Lee, but it takes place in like early America where like people are coming over uh fresh off the boat and um like you know, An American tale. Ex- <laughs> they're, uh, you know, having trouble immigrating and uh, as in like there are a bunch of racist white bastards sure. who are like giving them trouble and they're trying to, you know, they're <clears throat> trying to get by um, and fighting each other. <laughs> Doing some Kung Fu stuff. Uh, some pretty cool action. Uh, I don't know if I'll continue with it, but like also it wasn't bad. I wouldn't mind. But I just don't know if I'm, I'll end up back to it. Uh, I watched Miracle Workers season two, which is strange because there's like no connection to season one at all. Um, it just like the the first one takes place in heaven, and uh, so there it makes sense for it to be called Miracle Workers because it's kind of like um, some people who are trying to grant miracles. Daniel Radcliffe is. Daniel Radcliffe is playing a guy who grants miracles and some someone new comes in basically is like all you're doing is pretty lame uh Steve Buscemi is like a fuck up god he's a god of the world but like the world is so messed up because he doesn't know what he's doing and doesn't okay really... so like normal like here he's, dude, like, he's a god dude this is a Christian then... podcast don't do that <laughs> oh, shit and then uh season two is just the dark ages. And so like they have the same actors, but they're playing different roles and, uh, and there's no explanation for it. There's no, like for, for a couple episodes, we're just waiting like, all right, is there, are they going to reveal that it's somehow tied to the first season mm. or what's going on? We had to look it up and it's just, there's nothing, there's nothing tying it together. And then season three is a, a, full, a, Mad like a, Max. a different one. Yeah. It's like a Mad Max thing. Right. It, I mean, that's what I thought, but then I like looked up the episode things, and it just looks like a Western one. I so I don't know if season four is oh, the might Mad be season Max four. One or then, yeah, it it might be, and season four might not be out yet. But uh, season three looks like it might be Western, but maybe they do a bit of both. I'm not sure. It is um, a season four, yeah. Season four is the Mad Max. Okay, one. okay, yeah. That's what I thought too. I was like, oh, I thought this was uh, Mad Max, but. Um, I mean, you may, I mean, I think 
I say stick with it. You might be glad, Max, by the end. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I thought this one was pretty fun. I like. I, I like. Uh, it's it's weird that they switch it up, but it's pretty funny. Uh, I like the the people working on it. Steve Buscemi cracks me the fuck up. It's it's. I mean, I know he's done comedy before, but like, it's gold, dude. He does he does a good job in both seasons. I think I, I like him a lot. And that's what I've seen, Andrew. How, how about you? What have you seen? Uh, we watched the Big Nailed It Baking Challenge on Netflix, which was the like competition, like uh, the elimination competition version of Nailed It, where they still had Nicole and um, Jacques mm-hmm. doing the judging, but it's uh, much more of a Great British Bake Off style, where like you start with ten, narrow it down to two, and then one wins, and. I think it was, like, a good experiment. I see why they did it. I think, like, it sort of lacked the... What I think works with Nailed It is having a bunch of, like, amateur bakers, like, just completely fuck things up. And so it's fun to watch these people get better. Like, don't get me wrong, I was, like, really happy for all of them. And, like, you see their progression, you're like, holy shit, that person sucked shit to start. And, like... (laughs) And, like, by, like, episode three, they're, like, putting together, like, immaculate cakes. And you're, like, wow, like, this." it really speaks well to, like, the coaches on the show. Because, like, you know, the coaches are also, like, people who show up. And you're just, like, they must have imparted some, like, killer tips. Because, like, these cakes are looking so fucking good by, like, episode three or four. They were just baking sharks. They were, like, oh, no, I'm not very good. (laughs) I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I can't put together an entire cake. Who, me? If you insist, but I'm bad at it. Um, yeah, so I I thought I mean like it still has the nail that charm. It still has Nicole. Still has Jacques. And like each episode has a celebrity, you know, uh, uh, judge. And it's it's fun, but it's still kind of I think it lacked the normal nail that charm. And then <clears throat> we just finished the second season of Star Trek: Strange New Worlds which I loved the second season a lot and the finale is a big cliffhanger and unfortunately with the strikes ongoing it feels like we may not get season three for a while which is a just a minor side effect of a much more important strike but um yeah <laughs> hmm, but it sounds like you're gonna be but I will be scabbing and I will be starring and writing <laughs> in you. season three of Strange New Worlds I'll be playing every part uh, so look forward to that. It'll be much better with me at the helm of everything, including the uh, Enterprise. Mm. So uh, that's I it. can't I I cannot wait to see you in that role, Andrew. You you've uh, really done your part, making sure those uh, corporations were as shitty as they were, yeah. ruining people's yes. lives so yeah. you could get in there. Yeah. And is, yeah. uh, you've done your part. Thank you, thank you. I really appreciate that. Anyways, that'll do it for TV shows we've seen. Let's let's wrap it up and let's talk about the movie that we watched for this week. It's Robert's pick. It was Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Walk hard, hard down life's rocky road. That's right. We watched Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, starring John C. Riley. And, and that's it. And yeah, nobody else of note, unfortunately. Um, yes, every comedian of note is in this movie, especially of that time. Uh, 
Uh, Kristen Wiig. Kristen uh, Wiig. You got Jenna Fisher. You got Tim Meadows. You got Chris Parnell. You got Matt Besser. You got uh, David Krumholtz. You got Craig Robinson. You got Harold Ramis. You got uh, uh, Phil Rosenthal. Not the, the feed Phil Rosenthal. It is, it is feed Phil, isn't it? Is it? I think it is. No. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't think I. Re- Wait. Oh, because does he have like the beard and everything? Yes, on? he's one of he's one of the Jewish record <laughs> yes. executives. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Ed Helms, you got uh and you got also a, a ton of just cameos. Like one second cameos like Frankie Paul Rudd, Jack Black, yeah. Justin Long, Jason Schwartzman. You got Jewel, Ghostface Killer, Lyle Lovett, <laughs> Jackson Brown, Eddie Vedder, Eddie Vedder's speech. Oh my god, Eddie Vedder's <laughs> speech is so funny. <laughs> um you have the actual temptations. The temptations, yep. That Frankie is Frankie Munez, Jack White, cameo. uh Jack McBrayer. So so good. And I think we've all seen this movie, but um, it's been it just a while. felt like a natural pick for me. It's been a while, but uh, yeah, a lot of it came back to me <laughs> as I was watching it. There's some I jams. Think it is. Oh, huh? the yeah. I think that's a thing to let, <laughs> well, first. Let's let's do our normal thing. <clears throat> Would you recommend people watch? Walk hard, the Dewey Cox story. Uh, One thousand percent. I mean, if like, I guess if like your if present company was like didn't want something like too body or something. I guess there's like some, like, you know, some dirty jokes, but like, it's nothing, it's nothing you should be that worried about. I think it's just, it's so good. It is such a great send up of like a, like a musician's biography. And I think it's, it stands among the other Titans of, of that genre. Yeah, and This so. is also coming right off the heels of like walk the line, Ray, like those, which is, which is it, that is like the perfect combination of like Dewey Cox's like origin, yes. especially. So I think that's so funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Max, what about you? Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree that there, it is a little body. It's got like uh it's a little low brow, but, um, but worth a watch. Yeah. If if you can handle it. Yeah, if you've got the stomach for this, if you're brave <laughs> enough to watch this. If you're if you're you know what? These fucking woke movie critics are gonna like yeah, hate this. Gonna they're say. gonna hate this kind of movie. So if that's something you rail against, you're gonna fucking love it. But even like <clears throat> even despite its age, I feel like the the song for the little people, I think, was probably the lowest point of it. But other things. Wait. Oh wait, well, that's in that's in both editions, right? Yes, it's in both editions. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. I just watched the standard edition for this. Yeah, this yeah. Watch. Oh, okay. It, it's true, but it, it is it's a send up of what it's him trying to be. Okay, you okay. Know, woke that's and liberal what, at the time. That's not what the song is. Yeah, <laughs> I the, the the lyrics of the song. I also I would like to say I do recommend people watch this. I think it's very funny. Yeah. My my uh nomination for the thing that is not doesn't really uh doesn't do well on screen sure is john c Riley doing a black voice right before the song that he sings <laughs> at the club <laughs> that, that to me it was like i i understand this is purposefully cringy like they're trying to make him look stupid it's uh, still i would not have done it it's just like i will I'm, you know what? I, fuck it. I'm gonna put myself out there and say like, I think it's a very funny bit because he says like, I've I've watched him. I know all of his songs. Yes. I know how he yes, does yes, everything. Yes, 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 yes. It's so I don't know. I understand. It's... It was the the intention was not to make him look like a good guy, but it was still in its execution. I don't think it's, I I just don't think it's worth doing. And then he immediately launches into you have to love the Negro man and like the people in the end are like, 
Yeah, well, okay. yeah. Well, the, I mean, like, okay, so if you want to give some redeeming qualities to that part, it's that everybody in the club fucking hates him doing it, and they're, like, looking to kick his ass until he starts singing, and then they're, they all start, like, dancing and just, like, getting into it, but... <laughs> My patrons need a club that they can dance at erotically. <laughs> <laughs> now, that said, most, like, almost 90% of the jokes do land. Now, mm-hmm. I think, like, the... The, the voice is not great. I also think a very early joke that does not land for me is when he as a kid walks into the store and he has like a deep singing voice, you know, like the blues. I've done a bad thing. I like, I didn't think that joke was very funny at all, but like, that's just like, uh, if I can name like offhand the amount of jokes that don't work, it's because yeah, like say, it's so like, many of them You're do. kind of picking nits because yes. it feels like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the joke is sort of corny that it's like, not only does he become a, a guitar protege immediately, like I, I love when he doom 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 and he does it and the guy goes, Yeah, just like that. Like <laughs> Well, like he starts off he starts off and it sucks. And just like he yeah. just moves his fingers a little bit and suddenly it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that he also then has the sounds perfect like blues he's lived voice, uh, lived yeah. a whole life and it's all awful. Um I have to shout out, I don't know how we're approaching this because it is just it does feels like it's just going to be yeah, hey yeah, that yeah. joke was really great um him and his brother you know playing in the beginning and there's nothing wrong with little machete fat just sheathed, <laughs> sheathed machetes like just pretending that they're sword fighting with sheathed machetes on guard sir <laughs> but like before that they're doing so many perilous things they're doing they're riding he's riding a horse towards a tractor and they're like playing chicken mm-hmm. and they're like, playing catch with the rattlesnake yeah they're throwing a snake at each other I do think, and it's it's you know a, a much later scene, but when his dad challenges him to a machete fight, and just the just the physics of him missing John C. Riley, but then swinging all the way back around and cutting himself, it doesn't make sense for for the kid or for him. It's no. just it's such a funny like way to be like this person killed themselves by accident. It's also like both of those scenes include somebody getting cut in half and having just the most mundane reaction to being cut in half, which is just like, do we, I cut myself in half. (laughs) He's like, and he's like, what can I do? He's like, I think I cut myself in half real bad. Like, I don't think I'm going (laughs) to get out of this one. And then like when Dewey goes and runs, I just love that he goes, well, shit. (laughs) Just like, yeah, that's another kind of corny, like ADR. Yeah. Well, shit. Well, shit. Um, I mean, the line that I, uh, in a movie of a million amazing lines, the one I think about all the time is, speak English, doc, we ain't scientists. <laughs> when he says it, he got cut in half and he's like, I can't put him back together. Like, wh- wh- how much more simple can yeah. I make it? To, uh, to borrow a bit from uh, subtitles on uh, Sean's, Sean Clement's movie podcast, there's a, wish, there's a wish I wrote it, uh, scene which is when he's presenting to the record executive which is john michael higgins and he's you know when your moon hits your i like a, that's more <laughs> and he's just like i had faith in these jewish gentlemen and you have shaken my faith in the jewish yeah. people unless yeah. you can come up with a song that instantly gets me hooked you know then you know, so he just immediately just gung 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 and then says and says nothing more than walk hard and john michael higgins turns around nods his head approvingly like hmm that scene is so funny (laughs) i i love that that's ramus and then apparently phil rosenthal which i wasn't didn't realize um i think think one of my favorite bits is how often like 
So they have him as the kid cut his brother in half as an eight-year-old. And by the time he's 14, he's John C. Riley. And the fact that he like keeps talking about like they keep saying what age he is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That that is such a great choice instead of having like another actor be the in-between. It's like, no, just make it hit him. It's also really funny that when they're performing at the high school, he's performing with high school kids, like in his Uh band. But he is himself John C. Riley. That that's a very funny gag. Too. And then they also use it later with like him and Kristen Wiig when they have like two kids already and they're running around the house. I'm 15. I've got- yeah, it feels like they couldn't have had that many kids in like the year and a half they've been together yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty I'm good. I'm Dewey's 12 year old girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, and it's like. Like I, you're, I'm going with you, and it's like I pointed at you in the crowd. That means we're together. <laughs> there's a lot of oh. those great lines where, like, there's a part where the band breaks up, and Tim Meadows goes, "Well, this is the end of another chapter in your life, do we?" It's just like, well, yeah. The the very meta one that I I also think about all the time is like, wow, Dewey's like in a really like dark place. Is like that was early Dewey. This is middle Dewey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it establishes itself it's right like, away. It's like people in World War One saying, like, oh, World War One's bad, but can't uh, imagine World War Two. Yeah. Like, it's, like... I mean, it, it sets that up right away when, uh, I think it's Nat Faxon is like, Mr. Cox, Mr. Cox, and then Tim Meadows is like, give he him a minute, about son. his whole life before yeah. he gets on stage. has got to think about his entire life. Um. Yeah, Meadows, as always, is a fucking he's, champ in this. The, so the running bit of the drugs that he, you know, unbelievable starts to partake uh you know partake in it's um, not habit forming also doesn't doesn't weed initially lead to like the the like naked orgy in the hotel yes, room of yes. just like people yeah which is such a funny that like that's the gateway to that um so good yeah um, max you were sort of the, bringing it up earlier the fucking music in this in this oh, movie is okay well that's so, so that's something that good. i you're talking I, about the hotel room scene with the oh, sorry yeah <laughs> yeah Let's yeah. go, let's get to that. Who cares about the music? Let's yeah, talk about exactly. that dick. So this is a, a Judd Apatow. What wrote this? I don't I think, think he, he produced it. I don't think he. I don't think. Also, he he, uh, he did have a cameo in it. I believe. Did he? Did he? There's a certain. Uh, oh wait, I'm sorry. No, I am thinking of a different movie. You know what? Scratch that. I, <laughs> wow, I'll bring it up a different episode. Didn't watch this one. Uh, no, anyways, no. I just want to say I appreciate when they put a dick in a movie because I, I feel like it's kind of uh, lopsided. Well, the they also they also tease you. the dick, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> they do tease <laughs> you into thinking you're not going to see the dick because they keep showing like yeah. his butt, and then they're like, but kind of and there's cleverly... like there's women with boobs out, and, and they, you see like a one or two boobs or two, and, and you're they, like, oh, they okay, sort of like and... they do the thing that movies do where it's like. They they sort of you know find ways to obscure the dick and then just like a second later just like the dick is just like full he just Him walks on the phone. in he's like do yeah. you want anything from the <laughs> <laughs> also I love when his dad comes to the door later and he's like and he's like you know your your mom died I need to tell you something and then people are looking out the door including that guy walks up just like <laughs> and like with his dick out <laughs> um. Well, I was, so I was going to say, because Andrew, you, you touched on that, and then before we touched on the dick. Before you touched on that. You touched on the fact that this movie is also great because it actually has good yeah. songs. Yes. They're paired, mm-hmm. they're like funny, silly songs, yes. most of them, but they're good songs. They make sense in the trajectory of the movie. They feel like they are spanning the 
the eras mm-hmm. of music and they're obviously parodying different, you know, Beatles and, and Bob Dylan and all that kind of stuff. You know, everyone, anyone ever asked Bob Dylan why he sounds so much like me? <laughs> <laughs> the mouse with the overbite. You know, just like so funny. I mean, but like, I, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, no, just that, that I I think about that all the time. And it's like a list I always want to add to is like the best fake bands in movies where you've got in media or you've got, you know, like uh, the wonders uh, and yeah, the wonders. And then uh, uh, what is it? And um, uh, I'm so humble from oh, uh, pop star Con- Connor uh, for real, Connor for real, but also like their band. Um, oh, the style boys, style boys. Thank you so much. Uh, be be sharps from the Simpsons. Yeah. Like they have some like, you know, they have some jams. So I just it's and and obviously going back to Spinal Tap where it's like, good funny songs that make sense in the universe and would be hits in their own ways but obviously it's still doing the meta silly stuff and making yeah. it you know funny like that yeah so. yeah I, th- I think john c Riley is like a talented singer oh man yeah he's oh 100 so great he sells it and and he can do so many different he has great range like mm-hmm. it's 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 astounding yeah i don't think that uh every actor could pull that off i think it yeah no. he did a good job they did a, they had a good Good choice with him. He's like uh, got the background in comedy, mm-hmm. but still, well, I guess I don't know like where he started, but I've seen him in other, uh, in a lot of comedy stuff with Will Ferrell. But like he all, he did a song in uh, Chicago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, they knew he had the chops. I don't know if he's done other uh, musical stuff, but yeah, I think he does a great job in this. Yeah, I think like like Beautiful Ride. I think is a genuinely like I think it's a good song. Mm-hmm. Um, the song that I came away from this one, not remembering that I liked so much, is Black Sheep. It's such a like fucking ride of a yeah, song. and you only get like a little a little bit of it, but it is such a funny yeah. That's that's where he's like, I need more didgeridoos, fifty thousand didgeridoos. <laughs> um, I think about that one all the time because it yeah it it goes places, and that's him on LSD in the seventies yeah. or like late sixties or whatever, and just like not being able to cope with his brother's death still. And it's just yeah. like, he's been on the trampoline forever. <laughs> this this movie also has a great running gag, which is anytime he starts to spiral out, he rips a uh, sink out of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he just destroys things just like, yeah, it's, but it always, it's, so... it's always, as soon as he like starts to freak out, camera cuts to a sink and then he runs into the room and rips it out of the wall. It's always, it's, and like, there's one scene where I think he rips out like eight in a row. It's very yeah, funny. Yeah, just like a big old bathroom. Well, the notable exception might be he after his his kind of trampoline face, he's, he tells, uh, is it Jenna Fisher, that he's not going to do drugs anymore. And then as he's hugging her, he like slips himself from drugs. Yeah. And then he goes outside and is like a Hulk. He's like... <laughs> Flips a cop car and is like scaling a building. And, like, just going his way. He's like, I'm Zeus. I love that he's, as he's screaming that, you know, I'm Zeus. Ah, like Jenna Fisher just quietly on the street goes, I'm leaving you, Dewey Cox. Yeah. <laughs> you left me no choice. I'm leaving you. Um, and he has a cavalcade of kids. I, I'd love the little cover of Come On, Get Happy. Yeah. When they, when they finally all uh, re- reacquaint themselves. My name's Dewey. They call me Dewdrop. Well, Dewey Rahim. <laughs> it's Dewey's birthday. I got her a bracelet. <laughs> God. Well, again, this is, of course, just what it, it becomes. But it is. Yeah. 
it's just hard to pinpoint. I, I, I've probably told the story on the podcast before, but I, when I saw this movie, it was out in theaters. I was with some friends in a small town in Oregon, I believe. And they had a little tiny theater, like a 25 person, 30 person theater. Mm-hmm. So we saw it there. And I think we're old enough to buy beer. So we were had beers and we're sitting in the back row. There was like maybe six, eight other people there. We were fucking dying. This was like, this was is a burned in my memory theater experience of just like seeing the funniest movie, seeing it in theaters. And it, it might as well have been in our at home just because it was such a small screen throwing popcorn at the people in front. Fuck them. No, we didn't do that. But uh, but we were just having a good time. I hope we didn't disrupt the locals. But what can I say? It was it was a riot. And I'm always happy and grateful that I got to see that when it's initially was out. What do you say, Martha? Want to go to the movie theater for our last movie together? <laughs> oh, my God. What's this one? Walk hard. That sounds like an interesting movie. It all ends pick. tonight. The drugs will kick in at midnight. <laughs> Let's take in one last I just motion picture. We, I hope we get one last peaceful movie together. That's all I yeah. ask. Only sensible chuckles for me and you. Please. <laughs> Nothing in more. Our, yeah. In our small town of, I mean, there must be only a hundred folk. Usually it's just you and me at the movie theater, but maybe, you know. Sleep, Sleepyville, Oregon will ha- hopefully have no hooligans tonight. <laughs> If a few young boys do join, I hope they're well-behaved. That's all I ask. They're getting more and more Southern as we do these impressions. Well, it is Oregon, after all. <laughs> we right outside of Portland. Martha, tie the horse up outside. Let's go into the motion picture <laughs> show. <laughs> you did brew the moonshine for them boys that is coming in, right? We just rode across the Mexican border, right below Oregon. <laughs> Um, I mean, wh- where do we go from here? I, I also, I, if we're just jumping around, I don't know where we are in the episode, if we're wrapping up or not, but I, I love, you know, it all culminates in him doing, finally performing again. You know, he does this song, this amazing song that is, an, a, you know, culminates in all of his career. And then he died two minutes, you know, two <laughs> minutes later on stage. I thought, so the joke that happens in that song, which is that his mom his brother and his dad show up as like force ghosts <laughs> nodding off to the side. And then David Crumholtz in the middle of the song dies and then shows up as also a force ghost. A force. So funny. He like has a heart attack and dies. And then suddenly he like wanders up with the other <laughs> ghosts is so funny. He was also significant enough that he became a force ghost among <laughs> right? those people. Yeah. That was oh, so funny. boy. I and also his, thought, and also, Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say like, Having a bunch of like real musicians who are game enough and like, f- like, like willing to fuck around enough to like, Jackson Brown, Lyle Lovett, and Jewel all do a cover together with uh with Ghostface Killa of Walk Hard, the song, and it's just like that is that was it's so fun that they were all willing to do that, and I think like another thing that's great about that scene is oftentimes in movies like that, including um, Pop Star. They have like stock say. footage of like celebrities in the crowd, but because they had gotten so many real people to be in the movie, they didn't need stock footage of like other music, you know, like award shows sure. or something. And I thought that was a nice touch too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I do love that in pop stars. They have like people being like, "Connor for real is amazing." Yeah, and like this one is like, <clears throat> even go- goes even more than that, where it's like they are 
they are putting their voices out there and doing like a cover of this, you know, venerated yeah. artist, which is so great. Yeah, and you're right. Eddie Eddie Vedder's speech is just one of the. It's such a funny. I can't piece. I can't paraphrase, but it's like you know, if blah 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 is you know, Zachariah blah 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 is Methuselah, yeah. of course, and it's just like I can't keep up on the biblical. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like a Simpsons joke. I don't yeah, know. It it's, is. It's very, it is. Yeah. It's really. Good. It also trails off too. Like they, he's not finished speaking when they cut backstage, so you can kind of hear him <laughs> alluding to the fact that Dewey Cox might be God in this in this like scenario. It's. Very I don't think funny. I realized that that's, that's even funnier that like they cut away and he's still out there yammering. He's yeah. Like, all right, here we go, Dewey <laughs> yeah. Cox. Like, uh, Max, you said you hadn't seen this in a long time. How did it hold up on rewatch for you? Yeah, surprisingly well. And I, I'm surprised how much I remembered about it. Uh, like, and for me, uh, the, when he, when he's singing, he does the bl- blues thing and he's, uh, like when he's a kid mm-hmm. and he sings a song about cutting his brother with a knife. That was the first time I was like, oh yeah, this, <laughs> this movie's awesome. I remember <laughs> really liking it. So <laughs> I know you don't like that's, that. I, mean, that's just, totally I wish fine. more, that's I totally wish fine. more movies were like embrace this kind of, it's like not every movie should be this genre of silly, but yeah. like this kind is so funny. Like it goes back mm-hmm. to like, you know, uh, you know, uh, naked gun and and airplane and shit like that. We're just like it's funny. It's acknowledging itself. It can be meta. It can be it can be kind of like serious and have like a fun tone at the same time. And I don't know. It's it's just something else. Yeah, I thought the whole thing of him losing his sense of smell was kind of shoehorned in, but that's the but ray funny. like blindness. Yeah. You gone smell blind, son. <laughs> I I think that's pretty funny. And also, it like ultimately doesn't have a huge effect on anything at all. <laughs> At all, um, right. Except for the, except the he's able to with, smell dog shit by the end. Right. Also, the interview with Jane Lynch, where she's like, "Dewey Cox, do you ever <laughs> stop and smell the roses? I have no fucking sense of smell." She's like, "Who? I, you know, hey, I need people to tell me this kind of thing." Yeah, that's very good. Um, also, like, so this is a movie that like maybe has like you know there there's the extended cut of it, and then there's like alternate scenes and things that I'm sure were cut out. But I do love during a beautiful ride where you're getting all these weird things that you oh never saw, God. like Jane Lynch riding him, yeah, like, Chris Parnell <laughs> and him in a shootout where Chris Parnell gets riddled with bullets, <laughs> and then cuts to him. He's fine. We that it's was totally never fine. ever addressed totally in the movie. Fine. When did yeah. that happen? What? Like, there's finally a scene, buys there's drug a, for drugs for his friend. There's also a part of that scene where uh, I believe Elvis is holding him at knife point, like yeah. <laughs> during that interaction of them backstage. He's got a knife even to though, his like, neck. Even though we saw the whole interaction, he left. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> <Right>. why? <laughs> he came back. He came back and held a knife to his neck. Yeah, and that's another funny run, running joke. Is like even from the first talent show, he's like the little girl like doing tap dancing and then leaves. He's like, we're supposed to follow that. And then like every show he feels like that way. It's, like, I, I forget. Bopper's on. He's like, hello, baby. I know, yeah. That <laughs> was, oh my God. I, that's brilliant. Well, uh, what? <laughs> it was also nice to see a, uh, Mr. Show cameo, not being that, uh, fucking January six guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> was, yeah, I was sort of afraid. That was another thing too, is like watching the movie. There's, I, if you like dig through the cameos, there might be one person who's done like some pretty shitty stuff, but like overall, I don't remember seeing somebody a relatively like, uncanceled film. Yes, yes, for a movie that came out in like what 2010. Sure, this is yeah, is a relatively clean, a clean bill of health. I love his weird. He's telling his wife he has to like go on tour and leave, and he's like, "What if I get you a little crow?" And it you know it'll talk to you and say, "I love you, honey," <laughs> and it'll be like a little crow talking though. 
instead of me. And then she's like, it's like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, <laughs> you have to like remember he's, he's 15. He's 15. <laughs> like, he, I love the montage. He comes home, he has a monkey, and her reaction is like, yes, yay! <laughs> like, it's like, what in the world? Like, that would be devastating. And then at another point, he has the, the giraffe and a camel... Yeah, he's like, I did. I played a show to like a circus, and I was like, well, they were gonna pay me, and I was like, no, you're gonna give me that giraffe, <laughs> and, they, and they did. <laughs> I there's so many lines that I it's like that line in particular, and I said, no, you're gonna give me that giraffe. It feels like that was ad libbed by John C. Riley because it just it sure. that's his delivery, like that just he's he Art, loves that kind of line. I mean. And, but having that draft come in the window and then like eat food, it feels like you'd yeah. have to get that in one take at least. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Ideally. Um, it's what, what more can I say? It is such Jack, a Jack delight Black. of a film. Oh, the, the Beatles, yes. the Beatles cameo is the Beatles cameo is so funny. Iconic. The fact that like, they're such, they, they look so unlike the Beatles. They have to constantly keep reminding you that they're the Beatles and what the different th- people from the you, Beatles. Yeah, what do you think George Harrison of the Beatles? <laughs> Well, uh, me being George. Another and... see right now we have Bradley Cooper putting on a dang fake nose for an upcoming movie, oh, and like really right. all he has to say is like, "Hey, I'm Maestro, I'm Maestro," <laughs> and like that's all you need to do. Yeah, he's really trying too hard. It's <laughs> not. Yeah, I'm the leader of the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> the leader of the Beatles. Um, do you guys have amazing? Yeah. Well, just parting thought. Do you have one favorite song from the movie? Oh God! I mean, obviously the titular "Walk Hard" is very good. I love "Beautiful Ride." Um, I like the I'm, one where he starts experimenting with cocaine and and uh, doing like a punk the punk version, version of, of "Walk Hard." Not oh, not quite that. I think there was one where he like actually had it together, like in the Matador outfit. Oh, guilty oh, as charged. Uh, guilty as charged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great one. That's a great one. I'm probably giving it to Beautiful Ride because I I think it's a legit good song. Yeah, it's it's if you heard it even without the context of the film, it's referencing some specific things that are feel a little out of place and silly. But like it is it's it's very well composed. And I just feel like it's it's a great what a what a way to send the movie out. It's like that's hard to do. It's like you always have to be in a movie to be like well, they're going to do the most incredible thing and play this, you know, this amazing song. And it's like, you have to nail that. You have to nail that in the world mm-hmm. for people to be, feel like people like care. Mm-hmm. And they do. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. I, would have I also to... just like to go for it, Andrew. I was going to, no, you go ahead. I like the one with the innuendos. Oh, let's I'm do gonna it. blow you some kisses. Yeah. That was great. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. Uh, if I had to pick one, it would probably have to be the little nut Zach cover of walk hard that gets him back into <laughs> back in the public eye. Uh, anyways, thanks for listening, everybody. We love the movie. We think you should go watch it. And, uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.